Hello and welcome to Saturday at 3, where we've got another episode of Two Defeats from a Crisis. I am hosting once again because, unfortunately, Chris is unavailable, so sorry about that. Um, joining me tonight, we've got two of our regular panellists. Uh, introducing first, we've got Dave. Dave, how are you doing? I'm good, mate. How are you? Aye, not bad. Thanks, mate. And then also alongside Dave, we've got Kenny. Kenny, how are you getting on, mate? I'm good, mate. How's yourself? Aye, I'm better now that that ties out the way, but we'll get into that, eh? So not to beat around the bush and not to waffle on, but the main point of this podcast tonight is going to be to review the Servette game. Um, We went over there with a a slender 2-1 lead, knowing that a draw would be enough to get us through. And um, we had a bit of a changed team from the weekend. So Rangers lined up with Butland, Tavernier, Goldson, Suter, Barisic, Sufentes, Jack, Raskin, Seema, Campwell and Danilo. So that was Goldson coming in for Balogun, Jack, and Seema coming in for Dessers and Lammers, and then Campwell moved a bit further forward. Um, Dave, I'll come to you first. Were you surprised with the changes? Um, no, I thought they were quite positive. The lineups one I would have picked. I was quite happy with the team we put out. I thought the 4-3-3, he was always going to go with that. It's tried and tested. And Europe, maybe slightly surprised to see Cifuentes flung in, but he's shown up well so far, so... Maybe he'd on the spot. Yeah, I think uh, you've probably covered the thoughts of most of us. I don't think there would have been massive surprises with the lineup. The only one for me was perhaps um, Seema, but you know I'll let it let it slide and I'll give him a bit longer before I make too harsh of a judgment on him. Um, so the game started off fairly positive, and just after three minutes, Rangers had a corner. Ball came across the the box and landed at Cifuentes, who hit on the half volley. Um, a nice positive start. Kenny, not, not the goal that we would have been perhaps looking for, but at least we were kind of testing Servette and seeing how um, how they were willing to approach the game. Yeah, we did start really well. Um, thought we were passing it from right from kickoff. I thought we took control um, and were passing it about really well, particularly in the heat. I did notice right away we were standing off a little bit. Uh, I think that's probably due to the fact that it was so hot. I don't think they, they wanted to... Uh, expend too much energy but I was delighted with the first five minutes I've got to be honest but we know what happened from there but um, yeah I I thought it was a decent start and a promising start Eddie I must admit. Yeah so I think you've uh, nailed it there when you said with the first five minutes because of course on six minutes the um, Servette started to come into the game they got the ball just in front of the box kind of a little pass that allowed their their forward to waltz through our defence and brought out Balogun, for, uh, brought out Balogun, brought out Butland for a wonder save. Dave, what were your thoughts when uh, the Servette player managed to break through on the goal? Uh, it was a bit easy, wasn't it? I thought we just got opened up quite easily. It exposed a wee vulnerability. Well, there's a few vulnerabilities we've got that were exposed that last night, but it, direct runs at pace up the middle, and direct runs in general seem to cause a degree of consternation and. One flick for the boy on the back heel gets his teammate bearing down one and one at goal. Defensively, it's no great, but the flip side of that is we've brought Butland in to do exactly that, to replace McGregor, make the big one-on-one saves, show up in the big moments. So while well, I'm delighted to see Butland seems to be filling that role, I'd rather he, he didn't have to because a team like Servette, who we covered in the previews and previews, don't have too much quality. And that was borne out over the two legs by their general threat level. Opening us up so easily was a big, big red flag for me. I've got to say, personally, I thought as soon as he waltzed in, I'd actually resigned myself to that was 1-0 Servette. Um, so for me, it was an absolute wonder save from Butland. I was really happy with that. 
also, Dave, I just have to just circle back a little bit on your comment there. You've just used the word consternation on a podcast that is or has been put together by Chris Bett. Are you proud of yourself to throw out a word like consternation there? <laughs> well, I hope it causes some consternation. <laughs> So, Kenny, you seem to have lucked out in the way that we're doing this tonight because you now get to talk about a positive Rangers move again. So about 11 minutes, um, Rangers won the attack and the Savet player wipes out uh, Todd Cantwell just on the edge of the box. I've got to be honest, in live time, I thought it was a penalty, but you know there wasn't an awful lot of shouts, so I just assumed the ref then got it right. And we got the free kick on the edge of the box. Um, Tav was lined up. Thought he was maybe he's going to pull off one of them wonder free kicks, but no, it hits into the wall. But again, at least it showed that the heads hadn't dropped straight away from the goal. Kenny, what's your thoughts? Yeah, well, that, t- to be fair, I thought it was a really poor free kick, but um, it, it, we, we did this a few times last night where there was this really slick one-touch passing and moving that uh, that worked really well, just carved them open, and that was one of those moves. And I'm like you, I actually was screaming for a penalty when when he chopped him down. I thought it was right on the line, actually. But as you know, the replay showed he was just about, uh, you know, a couple of feet outside or whatever. But, yeah, a disappointing free kick uh, and an even worse rebound effort, which ended up going out for a throw. But, um, yeah, I, I, don't, I don't know if we'd lost the goal by then, had we? That was, that was still nil-nil at that point, wasn't it? Yeah, we haven't lost the goal quite yeah. yet. Yeah, and I, I must admit, I thought we were... Very much in the game, but same as you know, same as Dave. I, I was a little bit concerned by the way we had been carved open just before. So, yeah, it was uh, we were in for a tense night, put it that way, Eddie. Um, yeah. Speaking of being carved open, there's a long ball from the Savet player. The header is completely misjudged by Suter, um, which allows the ball to land with a Savet player. He shoots, that's blocked, and then it falls back to the Savet. Um, again, they, their player plays it out wide. The attacker cuts in on the, their left, our right, where kind of Tav operates and curls in a great finish. Um, I don't really think Butland could be held at any blame for that, Kenny. And to be honest, although Twitter seems to be livid at Tav for it, personally, I don't think he's the one to blame here. But what's your kind of analysis of that goal? Uh, my analysis of the goal. Uh, the long ball, I, I don't really understand why or how John Suter could mistime it so badly uh, the only thing I would say perhaps is it gets a wee nudge and it, the ball does drop like a stone so with the nudge he's maybe just misjudged the flight um, from there I, I, I tend to agree with you I'm, I, I'm going to be 100% honest I thought Tavernier had a pretty horrendous first half but I don't think it was at fault for this goal no I think as the ball comes out to the edge of the box if Fuentes is actually ball watching um, and allows his runner to go, you know, his marker to run. Um, so Tav has to stay in the middle. <clears throat> he doesn't have any choice. He's got to come over and try and cover a shot. He might want to try block it a little bit quicker, but he's fully aware that the guy's just left uh, to the right-hand side is standing all on his own. So he's kind of caught in no man's land, but that's not necessarily his fault. Um he does get back across, I can't remember, I think it's Goldson, yes, I think it is Goldson, and him try and block the shot, the boy just sticks it through the eye of a needle right in the top bin, there's nothing you can do about that. Um, the initial problem lies with John Suter, I, I can't really understand why uh, he misjudges, misjudges it quite so badly, but 
listen, uh, it's European football. You make mistakes, you, you get punished. It's, it is that simple. I don't think they're a great side serve it, but they've proved that they can... They'll cause anybody bother. You know, they've knocked Genk out. They've given us a tough game. So these things happen today, and there's no point in the Twitter, you know, the, the, the Twitterati, if you want to call it that, losing their shit about a goal we've lost in European football. We'll lose plenty more. So it was a great finish for the lad. That's what I would say. Well, well, I hope we don't lose plenty more too soon. Um, I think the important thing as well after that goal was to show that we can bounce back. We didn't let it go to our heads. And then, of course, that leads us to the next highlight in the match, which was um, Campwell and Raskin kind of double-teamed the Servette player to get, to win the wall, ball back. Campwell went on a run, passes it out to Sifentes, who just plays in an absolute wonderful forward cross um, right across the face of goal. Sima comes diving for it, misses it. It lands just where Danilo's stood, goal in front of him, open net, and he somehow manages to put the ball wide over. I'm not entirely sure where it went, to be honest. All I know is it didn't go in the back of the net. Dave, for £6 million, he simply has to be scoring opportunities like that for us. Yeah, aye. Um, for £6 million, you're expecting as a minimum your Brazilian Eredivisie striker to be guiding you through early stage qualifiers. And what I mean by that is you can expect them to hit the ground running, have already had a handful of goals and been shown up quite well. The reality is he's still finding his feet, I think is the most charitable way to put it. Some of his passes and touches have been a bit iffy. Some have been good, but to blow a chance like that where potentially the penalty is to lose five million quid on top of what you've spent on him, it's one of the things that, I okay, that shouldn't be a factor, right? Any player could miss, but it just becomes a bit of an albatross on his neck if he blows the chance that costs European football. But to your point, I... Any striker worth assault in Europe absolutely needs to be taking the chances. It just so happened that is at that exact moment, as the cross came in and I saw it hit his foot, my daughter, who's Rangers daft, came in for gymnastics and I jumped and turned round because the front door's right behind the living room door and jumped to start to celebrate and had the full Chris Evolumo for Scotland moment where I'm jumping about the living room and then I turn around and see Danilo, he's hitting his hands. And I've got to try and kind of <laughs> process. And I'm like, was he offside? Is, is this offside? What did I look at? And then, you know, he's just fucking blew the chance. Aye, so not great for Danilo. It's a us. very lazy finish, isn't it? It was uh, lazy. Uh, for me, it almost, I don't know if he, he'd all resign himself to the fact that Seema's connected with it. And then just given up before it reached him and then panicked when it has reached him because he wasn't expecting it. Yeah, maybe. I just think he's got plenty of time to get over the top of that ball and then he can't miss. And he just kind of stretches his foot out at it. He's got time to get there, I think. And I think he just thinks it's a tap-in and makes a backside of it. Bad misjudgment. I mean, he would be thinking correct. He just is, he put his action into um, in the process just all wrong. But it is what it is, and I'm sure he'll come good in the end, you know. Great strikers have missed great opportunities before, and we'll just put faith in Danilo coming right. So from there, there wasn't an awful lot happened for a wee while. It was just kind of one more real attack. Um, it was a ball over the top from Servet over to their left um, left wing. Completely took Tav out of the game. Um, the player cuts in towards goal. He takes a shot. Butlin gets down and saves it. But then when you look at the replay or even probably in lifetime, except I was more concentrated on what Butlin was doing, but he simply has to square the ball, Kenny. He squares that ball and Servetta 2-0 ahead. 
Yeah, they are. Um, the only thing I would say is that uh, about that is that at no point, if you, I've, I've watched it again this afternoon, uh, and at no point does the boy look up. I don't even think even now he knows he was there, um, which is incredible. He, he just doesn't lift his head at all. And in fairness to, to Jack Butland again, he stands and he stands as long as he can. Uh, and he a, you know we all know he had a terrific game last night, but that was also a really crucial save because it it's a good save. That that's the thing. I mean, the, the boy's got it on target. He's got it low, uh, and Butland does well to save it. But you're absolutely right. If he if he just cuts it across and then it's a, it is a, a what eight nine yards tapping. So thankfully, he didn't look up. We didn't see the guy coming, and we've got a good keeper in a. A possession now, so good. I think you also need to give credit to Goldson, who rapidly shuts the angle down. But also, I think I'm actually just watching it. The new I've got the highlights on the TV. Goldson kind of cuts off the passing angle, but he cuts some more off the eye line. I don't think that boy can see his teammate for Goldson running next to him. And yeah. it's test. Okay. It's testament to Goldson, who kind of cuts the cuts that teammate for view. As you say, if he feeds it in front of Goldson across the box, it's an absolute tapping of tappings, but he just maybe can't see him for Goldson, who's bearing down on him. And I think Goldson does just enough to close the angle and close the passing lane. That Geese Butland, to Butland's credit, it's a very good save, but ably helped by Goldson when none of the rest of the defence covered themselves in glory at that moment. I'd agree with that. I, I actually think it was Goldson that steps in. He goes too, you know, he goes too early. He's in, uh, in their half, trying to to win the ball back and that's the reason we end up trying to play offside there and stuff uh, but he comes back he, he, to be fair it goes and you're bang on he, he comes back and covers the ball and he also gets a good touch on the boy as well um, it's really good But and Goldson as you say he's in there half I was actually so calm about that I thought Ach, it's fine he's offside because when I looked at it in real time I thought he's at least two yards in there half nobody else is stick on offside so I was quite calm watching him go through thinking this is fine. It's going to get chopped off anyway. Not realising the boy had stepped for just inside his own half. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we, we shouldn't be trying try to play offside in the halfway line. That's not a good idea, I've got to be no. honest. <laughs> well, from there, um, we kind of that went into half time, and then second half. Well, what I'm going to do with the second half, I'm just going to kind of jump a little bit ahead. Um, there was a couple of highlights before it, but I'm going to jump to the goal. So it's a Rangers corner. Um, Tav lays it forward, uh, lays it across the box to Campwell. Campwell goes to strike it, misses the ball entirely, which brings out a chorus of ways from the uh, Swiss fans. The ball lands with Barisic. Um, he makes pass, gets the ball back, makes a cross, and there comes Tav at the back post with a header. Rangers won, Servette won, and at this point we're back um, to qualifying and not having to worry about extra time. Dave, as the podcast's kind of big Tav fan, I'll come to you Um Nice to see him get a goal. It's always nice to see Tav get a goal. I mean, I'm, as you know, a big fan and I think we are in the presence of dwindling greatness, but true greatness, I think over time, as we try and replace Tav, we'll realise just how good we had it. And this is just another big moment to add to the catalogue of them, albeit he did have a poor night and what is turning into the first season in the slowdown, I think. Uh, He's maybe just not been quite up to his usual standards, but... On the one hand, it's another big moment for the captain. He's got a litany of them. You could make a highlight reel of Tav's moments in Europe and domestically that would rival anybody of whom there is sufficient footage, I would say. And I'll leave that point there. I'll get slaughtered on Twitter for that. But he is slowing down a wee bit and he did a poor night up to then. But 
overall, the worrying thing for me, quite apart from Tav himself, is the fact that we've now relied on our captain and right back to score the two goals that have put us through this tie, or two of the goals that have put us through this tie. And that, to me, is becoming a worry that all through pre-season and the league season so far, we've been quite heavily reliant on him. And while he's clearly still a very good player and a goal threat, it's not sustainable to have such an over-reliance on any one individual, but on a right-back who is now the wrong side of 30, we need to be creating better chances for the forwards. And when we do create them, they need to be taking them. And speaking of creating better chances and taking them, um, on the 61st, 61st minute, we made a couple of substitutions. Sima came off for Lammers and Danilo came off for Dessers. And then in the 72nd minute, Rangers had one of the best build-ups I've seen in a long time. It reminded me, I can't remember who it was against. It might have been Ross County um, during the 55 season. But the ball starts with Butland and ends with a Dessers header, which, you know, on a better day, hopefully he scores. But in between Butland to Dessers, we've combined for 20 passes, I counted, Kenny. It was beautiful to watch, yeah? Yeah, it was brilliant. And I'll tell you what, um seen a few folk criticise Tessers for missing that. I'll tell you what, it's he, he actually does everything right. It's just above him. He's creaking his, you know, his neck back. He's using every, you know, sinew to try and get that back across goal. He He's very unlucky because the ball's just about six inches too high. Uh, I think if it gets on his forehead properly, that's going in. Uh, just actually, uh, jump in, Kenny. Just to make it clear, I wasn't dissing him for missing it. My point. Yeah, no, no. I'm just before anyone tries to say we're being too negative. Mm -hmm. That's why I said on a better day, hopefully he scores. But carry on. Sorry. As I say, I just thought the ball was just a tiny bit too high uh, for him to to get it back across goal, which was the right thing to do. I thought. Uh, To be fair, I actually thought when Dessers came on, he was he looked much sharper. He was getting into good positions, he was chasing, you know, I thought he did really quite well when he came on, same with Lammers. Um, there's signs there um, that it's beginning to come together. I'm like Dave with, with the strikers. Listen, I understand it's a little bit more difficult to get a strike force when you've got four new guys in uh, to, to link and gel really quickly because... That's where a lot of your creativity is going to come from, certainly around the box. Uh, and you do have to understand what each other, you know, can do and can't do or want to do and don't want to do. Uh, but our midfield's looking great for that. Um, you know, in terms of a new midfield, it, it, I think it's slightly easier. But I thought last night there was signs. I thought even, although Danilo, I thought, had a really poor game, his movement's really good. He's causing defenders a bother. Uh, it's just a case of we. I, I posted on Twitter today that what we need to do is find a way to unlock these this, these strikers. You know, let them have uh, let them loose a little bit because I think they just seem a wee bit too structured. They're a wee bit too nervous. Uh, I I think we're and bear with me here, but I think we've got a little bit of a situation with these guys coming. One's coming from Feyenoord, one's coming from Cremonese, uh, one's coming from Atalanta. And see what's coming from from Brighton, and these are all good clubs to be coming from. But I think we've got a little bit of uh, hype about us at the minute from the the U, 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 the Europa League run. 
where I think that a lot of these guys have seen this, they've seen that it's a big club, they've seen the, they've seen the pressure and the noise that gets created, and I think they're all a little bit nervous. I just think they need to settle in and relax a little bit and play their natural game, which I get the feeling, I don't know what you guys think, but I get the feeling they're not really doing that. They're just trying a little bit too hard at times. They need to just relax, and, and if I'm going to be critical of anything here, I think Michael Beale's got them far too narrow. I think we do need... To, to stretch that out uh, and get a little bit of width amongst that, whether it's two up top and one behind or one and two with wingers or what, I don't know, but we need a little bit of width in there for me, to be honest. But I think that the effort, that the move itself was fantastic, Eddie, and I thought Dessers looked really, really decent when it came on, I have to be honest. Yeah, and I think that's a fantastic point about the wingers, because we saw what a difference it made on Saturday against Livingston once we started to play with a bit of width. Now, absolutely nobody, Chris, is saying that Matondo is the answer to all our problems, Chris. But, um, you know, we, we did prove on Saturday that wingers gives us an extra bit of uh, options to our play. So it would be nice to see that a bit more often. But I'm with you. I think a couple of the new signings are perhaps just stuck in that trying too hard moment and they just need that break um, perhaps a, a nice routine win from the offset, one that we don't have to play hard all game and then get that win. But hopefully that's coming, and, and I'm actually not concerned at the moment with the new players. Um, so the rest of the game, there was another couple of good attacks. Um, Campwell and Dessers linked up well for a, an attack where Dessers hit the post, and then we saw a, a wonderful Raskin run, um, which deserved a bit of a better touch from Dessers but again it might just have been an awkward played ball to be honest and then Lammers uh, finishes the game with a, a decent shot testing the keeper um, towards towards the full time whistle. Overall one each job done through to the next round. Dave happy with that? Happy enough as I said in the preview these teams are always going to be quite sticky, stodgy games physical sides, organised all the rest of that kind of stuff. Happy just to get it done. Would have possibly liked to have done it in a bit more style but overall I think apart from Alani of Kavkaz, every single qualifier I've ever seen has been a slog because there is so much at stake. So, aye, job done. Bits of positivity, bits to work on, but five million quid, and that might be the difference between bringing in another winger or bringing in a left-sided centre-back and not. So, aye, a relief as much as anything else, but we're in the hat. Five million quid richer, so hopefully that bodes well. Can I just aye, come in, Eddie, and say something there about this? Yeah, go on. I actually think that if, if you look back to this time last year, we, we went away from home against Union St. Galois and, and took a roasting. Um, and it took a a big effort to get through at home. Uh, we've won that tie 3-2. We've won this tie 3-2. Uh, are, are, we, are we the finished article? No, no, not by any means. But I'll tell you what, I think we controlled... Um, the tie better than we controlled the tie against Union last year, to be honest. I don't know if you two agree with that, but I think that... um, And I I would put Servette on on a kind of par with Union. I I, I thought they were quite similar in in level, to be honest. Um, Don't know what you guys think, but I just think that we're getting... I think I think the nature of this season where everybody's hyped because we've got so many new players and the panic... uh, it's, it's something to behold, to be honest, but through this tie. Uh, to me, that that's all that matters at this time of the year. I don't know what you guys think, but that's that was my take on it. We've got through the tie. We've deserved to go through the tie. End of. Now, I'd, I'd go with that. As I say, 
20, 30 years ago, it was different because the coaching philosophies that prevail hadn't quite seeped across modern football. So Rangers in the 2000s, we would expect to swat a Swiss team aside and probably would do. But now we low block, nutrition, coaching. These teams don't have the quality we've got. We know that. They don't have the quality of PSV or anything like that. But they're, they're banana skins because of how physical and organised they are. So I would go with that. Just glad to be through it and... In hindsight, I think we controlled the two the two games sufficiently well that really the scoreline possibly flatters them a wee bit. As you say, we've hit the post, Dessler's chances. Danilo, there's three, the Lammers well, chance, Dessler's chance, first leg. We could be coming out of that quite happily, 6-2, 7-2, to the good if we took our chances, which would put an entirely different spin on pretty much my entire life, if we're being there honest. No, but... <laughs> there was no point over the two legs, even when they were 1-0 up in the second leg, I thought there was a chance we wouldn't go through, to be fair, just with the way we were playing. I know we didn't play amazing, um, and we didn't always take the chances, but I, I never felt we were unduly under pressure. I thought Michael oh, Beale... Oh, right. I thought Michael Beale nailed it last night at the press conference. There was a Swiss journalist asked him if he felt uh, they were the better side and deserved to go through or something like that and I think it was a kind of loaded question and Michael Beale slapped that right down he went look we've controlled and dominated three of the four halves of football we've created the better chances we were the better team over the two games yes we deserve to go through and I think that's pretty pretty fair to be honest Yep, I'd, I'd agree with that. And then, of course, it's P- PSV in the next round. But before then, we've got a tie at home with Morton. Um, the question really now is, do you play a, a weakened team, if you will, a kind of second choice 11, just to get some of the players a run out and avoid any injuries? Or given that it's still early in the season, we're still looking for some of the new lads to click and start gelling together. Do you play your full strength 11 for the start and then hopefully make get a nice early lead and take control of the game and make some subs. Um, Kenny, what's your kind of thoughts? How would you line up against Morton? Uh, how would I line up against Morton? Um, I would probably, to be, see, to be honest, I would probably make quite a few changes um, where I would have McCrory in goal. I would give Jack Buckland a rest after his heroics last night. Um, a Borna will probably play unless he decides to play Young Divine, I would think, because I don't think Ridvan... Yomaz is fit yet. Uh, Connor Goldson will drop out again. Liam Balligan will come in. Uh, not sure what he'll do with John Souter. John Souter might deserve a rest as well. Tavernier will drop out, I'm sure, for, for Sterling. Um, he might not, though, because Tav's the type that wants to play all the time. But uh, midfield, I don't think Sifuentes or Jack will play tomorrow uh, on Saturday. Sorry. Uh, not sure what he'll do with the midfield, actually. Kian Dow will probably play. Uh, and up front, I would actually have them rotate, and I would keep the four in the squad. And even if it need be, give them half, a, you know, uh, a half each or whatever, you know, each of them get a half because they need to score goals. They need that. That's where uh, I wouldn't be too keen on rotating. I'd be getting these lads playing and getting to know each other. And it's an opportunity, with all respect to to Morton here, it's an opportunity for our strikers to to kind of hit some targets. Put it that way. That's kind of where I'm at as well. A, a kind of big changes at the back, but get that forward three kind of firing. Dave, where where do you sit on that kind of discussion? Yeah, I would go strong. I would rest Goldson definitely. Apart from that, I think 
still need to form connections on the park. And I, th I think we need to go strong, particularly up top, and make use of the five subs, give guys 45 minutes, try and get more minutes in the legs. Even guys like Roof, possibly Lawrence, if he's closer than he was, get him back in and try and get as many minutes and as many legs as possible up top. Maybe rest Cantwell, because he put in a bit of shift last night, so he might tire. Maybe take Raskin out the firing line, just to give him a bit of recuperation ahead there on the fixtures. But other than that, there's guys, if Fuentes needs minutes, all of the strikers, as we've said, Matondo, if we're going to need them, possibly right. Roof and Lawrence could all do with a spell on the park at some stage, just to bed in these connections and keep up this wee bit of momentum and build it again it's going to come down to the sort of for the week after the game at least it's going to come down to the story of the match or sort of a couple of days between that and PSV if it's a stodgy 1-0 there's a couple of days a month in morning and it casts a pallor over the place if we win 4-0 and the goals are spread we go into PSV with a bit of a bounce and a bit of momentum so I'd be looking to try and get that and you're right it's a uh... With PSV after it, it's going to have to be a bit of a mood setter. But it's it's one of our run of games just before the break. Um, it's probably no offence to Morton, the easiest of the run of games. But after that, it gets quite difficult. We've obviously got PSV at home. Then we travel away to Ross County, which is you know a long journey. Um, it's always difficult playing up in Dingwall. Then we're away to PSV. And then, of course, at home to Celtic in the old firm. Kenny, that's quite a run of games. Are you looking forward to it? Yes, I am, actually. Um the only thing I would say is, I, I, look, I, I watched PSV last week. I didn't see them last night, obviously. I know they won 3-1 three last, uh, last night away in uh, Austria, but the, I, it doesn't surprise me they, they, they beat Sturmgratz. The, the only thing I would say about this, but I've seen a lot of folk, you know, me included, to be honest, because the minute I watched them, I thought, whoa, the way we are playing, this was last week, we are not beating them. But I'll tell you what, I, I've seen signs from us that we are beginning to get a little bit better. Last night's first half uh, excluded. I thought we were all over the shop at the back last night, but I still thought that mid middle to front we were okay. Um, I'm actually really looking forward to this tie with PSV because they'll be they, they, they rightly they'll be favourites. They, they, they've spent a lot of money. I think they've spent about thirty five million or something like that uh, over the summer on new players. They've got a new Two, they've got the boy Lamb uh, on the left-hand side and Baba Yaro on the... Is it Baba Yaro? I think it is. On the right-hand side. And the, the one's... A, you know, Lamb's a tremendous player and the other boy, Baba, Baba Yaro... I think it's Baba Yaro or Baka Yaro. I, I can't remember what it is. Excuse my ignorance. But um, he, he is lightning fast. Lightning fast. So, you know, we'll, need, we'll have our work cut out controlling him. But I'll tell you what, you know, you see a record against PSV... And I know every game's different, but we've got a tremendous record against them. So I'm not overly concerned. I think it's one of those ties that they're two, how would you put this, two champ, deserved Champions League names or teams, if you like, uh, and the nature of this this competition. I, I just think it's highly uh, or hugely unfair that you've got teams like this sitting waiting uh, a playoff uh, for next week on the day that they're talking about bringing a Saudi Arabian team into the Champions League free just because money talks. I, I just find this competition a bit of a farce these days. But I'm looking forward to the ties. Um, 
and I think they'll be tight. I think they'll be a lot tighter, tighter than a lot of Rangers fans seem to think. Um, but the run of games we've got, they're, they're coming thick and fast. You know, I think it was eight games before the international break. I think we're what four, four through it. So yeah, we'll see how it goes. It goes Eddie, but I'm I'm genuinely quite excited because as I say, I'm beginning to see signs that we're beginning to get there. Dave, we've said you know the players are going to need a bit of time to bed in, and we're not ready to panic just yet. Um, but you know they've had the four games. Morton will be game five. After that, we kind of do need to see them bedded in and used to playing because that run of games is very tough and very very important on how it's going to set up our season. Aye, but the rubber needs to meet the road a wee bit, and if things don't go our way. You could begin into the second week of September with quite serious, serious pressure on the manager and quite negative mood music around the club, which, as Scottish football is a zero-sum game, means very positive mood music to our only rivals, which kind of would put, the, if not put the tin lid on the season, make it a very, very long season in prospect. So, aye, that's why I say I'd like to keep the momentum up. We need a, a win, a strong win at the weekend, and a positive performance against... PSV, I think most fans would probably stomach a defeat up to a point, obviously never want to see Rangers lose, but the good at that stage, the good side is no shame, but a good performance, but then back to league business and the carrot of our beloved Europa League where we're more at home anyway, might sort of be a bit of a sweetener, but aye, the momentum needs to be kept up and increased for here if we're going to have anything resembling a good season. Kenny? Yeah, I totally agree with that. I agree with both of you. What I would say about that is in the, in the sense that we have to start seeing proper progress now. Like Davis kind of alluding to, I totally agree with that. We have to get that right. Um, we have to, look, at the end of the day, we've dropped three points in the league uh, to Kilmarnock in the first game, which means that we will have to beat Celtic. I, I think that that's already a given in terms of the pressure that will get heaped on Michael Beale. If we lose that game, he's going to be under huge pressure. And to be perfectly honest, it's, I'm not trying to be harsh on this, but this is Michael Beale tactics. It's his formation. It's his game plan. It's his own players. He's got everything he wants. If you're sitting there two months down, in a league campaign and you, you, you're you cut adrift, then that's his problem. And as Dave said, we, we will see a little bit of uh, unrest, I think, if if we don't get this right. I think Dave's absolutely spot on. That's why I wanted to come in there. Cheers. Yeah, no, I think you've both absolutely nailed it there. Um, and I, I'm completely with Dave on the, not so much accepting of a defeat to PSV, but, you know, you're right, there's no shame in losing to a quality team like PSE. We've banked that €5 million Euros, um, from making it through to this round. And, you know, there's no shame in being in pot one of the Europa League or pot two. Um, I've, I was always under the impression it was pot one, but I saw something earlier that mentioned it may potentially be pot two, but I'm not 100% on that. But there would be no shame in it. So anyway, um, lads, on the last podcast, we had a bit of a run-in from the boss, Um Chris Bett, who arrived late into the pod just to drop his thoughts. And in the same vein, today we've got an in-ring run-in from producer Andrew. Andrew, do you want to jump in here? Hey there, folks. Hello. So, 
<laughs> Thanks for coming on, Andrew. Andrew's going to just run us through a bit about our um, sponsorship with Pi Sports. Uh, yeah, so as Eddie said, we've um, we've got this arrangement with Pi Sports at the moment. Uh, we are running a competition basically every week. We're asking you, the lovely audience, to nominate your Pi of the Week. So uh, whichever particular flavour of idiocy uh, that you feel someone has done to deserve being called the, the week's Pi, um, we want your nominations either via Twitter or via our email address, which is contact at Saturday at three dot co dot uk. No letters, uh, only letters, no numbers there. Um, yeah, the plan will be at the end of the month. We'll then get the uh, winners for each week, put them all in a hat together, and then uh, the winner of that will get a slab of pies from our good friends over at Pi Sports. We've also got a promo code which is just sat at symbol three, the number, um, which you can use to get 10% off um, any purchase that you make through uh, the lovely lights at Pi Sports. So um, links in the description of the pod. We encourage you to check it out because, you know, it makes us look very cool when we uh, when we have uh, people using our code. Right. Thank you for that, Andrew. Well, all that's left for me to do tonight then is to thank my two guests. So first of all, Kenny, thank you for joining us. Thanks, Eddie. Enjoyed that. And Dave, thanks for your input there, mate. Cheers, lads. Pleasure. And of course, thank you to Andrew for being producer as always. And thank you to you, the listener, um, for continuing to download these episodes. Without you guys, it would be pointless us doing it. We would still do it, but it would be pointless. Um, And hopefully the next time we speak to you, it's off the back of a five or six nil win against Greenock Morton.